Hi, y'all. We are back with episode three of the Girls Gather podcast. I took the week off um, last week, but we are back to our regular scheduled programming of every other Thursday. And I'm really excited for today. So when I was trying to come up with a guest for today's episode, I was honestly stuck. There are so many people I really want to have on and just sit down and share our conversation. But I would much, much rather sit down with them in person. Um, That's just, I don't know, it's so much more fun and I just really enjoy that. But right now, being at home in Northern California, it's just, I'm not really around all these people that I want to have on. So I was trying to think of some people, you know, here in Northern California that maybe would be fun to have on. And then it hit me, my grandma. And so I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast episode where someone had their grandma on as a guest. Um, But I really think it'll be a lot of fun. And I love the fact that I'll have this conversation to always look back on. And it's also giving me the chance to ask my grandma um, some really fun questions that I've never asked her, which is crazy. And so I hope that you really love this conversation, that you can get something out of it. Um, And maybe it'll encourage you to sit down and dive deeper with some wise people in your life. So let's go. Okay, y'all, I am currently sitting down with my grandma. Hi, I'm Debbie. Um, So before we jump into all of these questions, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Where and how did you grow up? What's your life looked like? How did you get where you are now? Just whatever you kind of feel like. Okay. Well, I'm 64 years old, just recently. And I grew up in a little town called Fillmore, California, and I was born and raised there. Um, Went to all through school, all the way through school. Then when I graduated, I ran off and got married. (laughs) My husband and I were both just 18, and uh, we started a family. Uh, We had two daughters eventually, and we ended up with six grandchildren, five granddaughters, and one grandson. Um, We had been married uh, quite a few years, and we decided to make a big move up to Mount Shasta. Our daughters were in third and sixth grade at the time, and it was pretty tough because we were leaving all our friends, all our family, and we knew nobody. And we've been up here ever since, and it's beautiful, and it's a great place to live and raise your children. Yeah, um, right now we are actually at my grandma's house, which you also, you didn't say this, but it also is a pumpkin patch. And so the story doesn't really have anything to do with today's episode and these questions, but I just want to kind of tell the little story because... I don't know. I think it's cute and I like it. When I was like, what, five or six? I think you were five. Probably. Yeah, I don't think I was even in kindergarten yet or I was probably starting. So when I was like five, my grandpa wanted to grow um, pumpkins for all of the grandkids, but he kind of grew a lot of pumpkins, like (laughs) way too many for just, I think there was four of 
four or five grandkids at the time. Way too many pumpkins for just us. And at the time, I also really, really wanted a swing set (laughs) here at my grandparents' house. And so when we had this absurd amount of extra pumpkins, the only logical next step was to have a pumpkin stand because five-year-old me was just way too cool for a lemonade stand. And so my little sister and I set up shop downtown on Main Street um, and we had a pumpkin stand and we bought a swing set. And after that, Papa's pumpkin patch was born and over the last... 17. This is our 17th year this year. 17 years. Um, It's grown and grown, and now we have quite the little country pumpkin farm in your front yard. So (laughs) I always just think that story is fun, and that's been, yeah, wow, 17 years of pumpkin farm life. (laughs) But, okay, so, Groomy, let's get into these questions Um, I told her I was going to send them to her beforehand, but I never did. So I kind of told her them like five minutes ago. And so we'll just kind of see what happens. Um, But I thought it would just be fun to sit down and ask you these questions today before I head back down to SoCal, um, just so I can have this conversation, but also just kind of to hear some of your answers. And a lot of these are questions that I've never asked you before. So I think this will be fun. Um, the first one, how long have you been walking in faith and kind of when did you start that journey and how did it start, if that makes sense? Okay, I was in seventh grade and a couple of my friends had started going to a Foursquare church and um, they asked me to go, they would get points if you would go with them to Sunday school. So I said, sure, I'll go get a let them get points. Well, I loved it. So I started attending and um, I got saved probably within the next few months. I mean, I went to every church service. I went to the Bible studies. We had games. We did all of that stuff. And uh, I just got closer and closer to the Lord. Yeah. And you guys didn't do Sunday school, but you and Papa, we were youth leaders yeah. and um, for a few years down in Fillmore, and the kids were all like family. We weren't that much older than them. <laughs> we were only like three or four years older than the youth was, but if we went on a family camp out, they'd end up at our house almost crying. We'd have to take them with us. <laughs> they'd hang out at our house all the time. And they were just, like, part of the family. Yeah, I think that's so funny because, I mean, at camp last summer, I mean, for part of it, I had middle schoolers. And at church, I do Sunday school and everything. But when we had high schoolers and stuff, some of them were, like, 17 and I was 20. So it wasn't that much of an age difference. But, yeah, especially the kids that were with us for, like, a month long straight like it was kind of like that kind of an experience and so leaving and stuff was definitely weird so the youth are all in their 50s now and it's hard (laughs) to believe that could be they help potty train your mother and your aunt (laughs) and so they always talk about that because they were they were always there part of the family yeah that's that's so funny (laughs) um 
So who was the most impactful person in your walk with the Lord and why would you say that? Okay, well, um, as, as I was going to church and stuff, I joined a youth group and uh, her name was Mrs. Brady and she had it at her house and it was probably one of the biggest things that taught me there was more to being a Christian and she really taught us a lot. And I did go to a lot of church camps, summer camp, winter camp. And every time I came home, you know, you're just energized and Mm -hmm. just learning more and more all the time. But I think all of that had a big impact on my life. And, you know, I started dating your papa in high school. And he had been a pretty rowdy boy, and he had become a Christian And I remember seeing him in the quad at the high school, playing his guitar and singing hymns and stuff. And so that's what attracted me to him. So that was pretty cool. That's just, it's so funny because there's so many stories about Papa. And then you're like, oh, and then he was playing hymns all of a sudden, which is so funny. Um, How old were you when you started going to like actual youth group or this Bible Um, study thing? I think I was 13 or 14. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, We didn't go to youth group like Alyssa and I growing. Well, when we were really little, I feel like we kind of had a similar experience as like mom did with you guys leading youth because dad would lead youth groups. And so I was like the seven-year-old that was with all the high schoolers at all the sleepovers and stuff. So that was kind of our only experience but it was so fun and then as we got older we didn't go to youth group but I know for like that was your most impactful thing and for me I think mine was it's not youth group because we're not youth but just like getting into a small group and so it's kind of like the same experience in a way Mm -hmm. but less games and everything and more we're adults but for sure I think that being in just community and learning from other people is one of the most important things because by yourself, it's hard to like go deeper. Well, back in the 70s, when we were in high school, we would go to, before school, we would go to either Bible study at his church. He went to an assembly of God, or we'd go to Bible study at my church. And we have youth group at one church, we, I mean, we were really involved everywhere. So mm-hmm. we just saturated in the Lord. Yeah, so. in high school. That's cool. I've Like here, at the high school here, that's not really a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are some churches around here with youth group, but also like in your area, that was there was more options where like... It was a little different back yeah, in the 70s. That's true. I mean, at Papa's <laughs> church... Young kids from high school, they would be having church service, and they would just walk in off the street. It was yeah, it was a different time. I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you saw the Lord moving in a lot of ways. <laughs> so I guess your experience, like in high school, was more like my experience at CBU. And you didn't go to a Christian high school, and CBU no. is a Christian school, but just. It is so saturated in that, you know, like before class, oh, let's go to Wanda's, which is like our coffee shop and hang out and go through this devotional together. And then, you know, we have this at at night and it's just like so saturated Mm -hmm. and I love it. And I know that it probably won't 
last forever, but in this season, it's like so such a good environment to yes. really grow in for it sure. Changes you. Mm-hmm. Um so what is we've been talking about Papa. How long have you guys been married? I feel like I should know that. I know it's a long time. Years. Forty-six years. <laughs> wow. That's ran a off long time. when we were eighteen. Well, and but you guys had been you like dated. I'm doing air quotes around dated because <laughs> You we went steady it was like in, in the second, first, fourth, fourth grade. In the fourth grade, steady. they went steady. So. And, and I mean, we didn't go together all the rest of the way. We were seniors in high school when we started dating again. <laughs> but yeah. So. so what is your best piece of marriage advice? Okay. Never, you never give up when things are tough. And you have to love them unconditionally, which is not always easy to do. And you have to know that you're never going to change that person. In 46 years, Papa has tried to get me to not hang hangers on doorknobs. And I still do it. (laughs) Wait, why? (laughs) I don't know why. He hates it and I do it. And he's always going after all these years. And I'm like, well, you know. (laughs) But... You know, things things are hard. And when we ran off and got married, uh, we actually ended up in Minnesota. Um, but we went and wanted to get married in a church. And so the pastor wanted to counsel us before we got married. And only for an hour, but we hadn't had counseling. And we were nervous, but he said the most important thing. He said, the first three to five years, you're going to think, what have we done? Why are we doing this? And he goes, and that's where the work comes in. And you just have to work at it. And it's really true. About that time, you're just like almost overwhelmed. You're realizing you're adults now. And, and um, But I always fell back on what he said. And you just work on that. Mm-hmm. And being faithful to each other is that would be the number one thing yeah I feel like so many people would say that's just so simple it can't be that but really that's just the missing piece in so many things nowadays is people don't want to work at anything and when it gets hard it's automatically well this is the wrong person not this is how it's going to be no I wouldn't know what to do without him you know Mm mm-hmm (laughs) don't make me cry (laughs) oh man I always whenever I ask my grandma questions or I have this like this I got this book thing with all these questions for her to fill out and she can only do one question at a time because she always cries and so then I always get blamed for that (laughs) but okay so with advice but on a different topic what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given in general oh let me see I think just to have faith when things look like you're not going to get through it or you don't see an end to whatever you're going through that you always do I mean one way or another may not be the way you plan but God works it out and you do get through it no matter how hard it is for sure. And which you just get stronger. Yeah. Which I think 
So many of the best pieces of advice are kind of the simplest things a lot of the time, but they're just those pieces that you just forget about or you don't really listen to. And that's so true because you really will get through everything. You, you do. You, you feel do. like you can't, you know, and but you do. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, well, it wasn't so bad. And there was, you know, I mean, it just happens. Yes. I don't want to go into details. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have one more question, which I didn't tell you before. Oh, great. But, so, one of my, you don't even know what the Enneagram is. But But what is it? It's like a personality test. You know what Myers-Briggs is? Like the four letters? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently this was not a thing. years old. (laughs) That long ago. (laughs) But it's like a personality test and there's all these things, but... I'm I'm pretty sure that you have to be a two, and I'm also a two, and that doesn't really matter. But um, so one of my things, like growing up, you've always just loved people really well, and so that is like goes looks like a million different things. But you always host birthday celebrations for everyone here, all of your grandkids, but also all of your friends, everyone. You're always sending cards and packages all of my friends who are listening to this will know because I always get cards with a million stickers plastered on them just so many different things um but so how did you learn to just like love people well was it something that you watched someone else kind of do this and you learned from it or where do you think that all came from you know I don't even have a clue because my mom my mom was she always wrote thank yous and she taught us you always want to write a thank mm-hmm. you and even now I might text a thank you but I always write and send a thank you of course I put stickers on everything <laughs> and I don't really know why I've done it but I've done it forever I mean there's not a niece a nephew a cousin that doesn't get a card um I mean and you're I, and I don't I never see the bad in somebody. You know, Papa tells me I live in a rainbow world sometimes <laughs> or a make-believe world because I just, I usually am always happy and I usually see the good in everybody. Yeah. I mean, they'd have to be pretty bad for me to <laughs> see that. So, Well, and I think mom is more like Papa uh-huh. in the way of like, oh my goodness, everyone. And I'm definitely more like you in that way. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think life is too short to get caught up on those bad moments. But also yes. I know that I have awful moments too. Well, and I don't I'm want sure people do. to judge me on that. So yeah. that's something I try not to do yeah. um, with other people, definitely. But um yeah, I, that was just something I've always wondered because I think that's something that I do. I am always sending cards. Like, I love sending snail mail, all of uh-huh. that kind of stuff. But I am I also love, like, celebrating birthdays and just everything. I always am Making having people. A big deal. Yeah. My mom made a big deal out of all our birthdays and everything. So I was raised like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I married Papa, he came from a family with six kids. They barely had money to celebrate birthdays. Christmas wasn't a big deal. And, you know, my parents owned a furniture store for a million years. So it's, we were pretty well off. We were, we were not upper, upper class, but we did okay. And so I was pretty spoiled growing up. <laughs> and I like doing stuff for everybody mm-hmm. else. 
and especially for Papa. I like making his birthdays a big deal and because he never had that. Yeah. So just yeah. made it more special. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's something I, I I always make, like, the littlest things into big deals. And I think some people think that it's funny, but it's always fun. Like, National Pancake Day, just, like, a random national holiday. For the past few years, like, we have a pancake party, and everyone comes to our apartment in their pajamas, and, like, we make pancakes. But it's just so easy to get in the habit of living, like, the mundane every day. And so bringing that excitement, I always – call it and now my friends always call it like banner worthy moments and finding those things whenever we can just it makes life so much more fun well and like I've always called everything you know if I buy something for you or your mom it's always a prize I got you a Mm -hmm. prize you know it's just I don't know it just makes you feel good little things make you feel good like that so yeah well that is the last question that I have for you but thank you for being on my podcast thanks for having me I don't want you to go back to school (laughs) before we end have you ever even listened to a podcast I don't even know what that is (laughs) oh man I'm very sheltered (laughs) well thank you for being on anyways I really hope that you all enjoyed today's conversation. It was so fun to sit down with my grandma and just ask her these questions. I can't believe that we've never had some of these conversations before. And so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you um, loved her advice and just all the fun stories we got to share. And I really hope that you will sit down with someone in your life and just ask some intentional questions and dig into some things. It's so much fun. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to be back with you soon for episode four.